Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Holy Father, I pray not only for these, but for those also who through their words will believe in me. May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you, so that the world may believe it was you who sent me. I have given them the glory you gave to me that they may be one as we are one. With me in them, and you in me, may they be so completely one that the world will realize that it was you who sent me and that I have loved them as much as you love me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they may always see the glory you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Father, righteous one, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. I have made known your name to them, and will continue to make it known, so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. I mentioned at the beginning that I live down in Canning Town and we're, uh, I'm part of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal and our community started back in the South Bronx in New York back in 1987 and there were six, six founders, and the first of them uh, to die, was his name was Father Robert, and he died back in 2009, 10 years ago, and uh, he was born on April Fool's Day, and he was, he was a real, uh, he was just a real character, and before he died, he was getting medical treatment out in Las Vegas. And so the brothers were spending about 10 days at a time just to go be with him, just to, yeah, just to be with him. And he happened to die when I was there with him. Uh, and the last words that he said, at least that I heard him say or any brother heard him say, was, were these. He looked up at me and he could barely talk. And he looked up at me for, for a while, just kind of, I don't know what he was thinking, but eventually he said... We're all so different. That was it. We're all so different. And it's significant, it's significant because it's his, it was, they were his last words. And the last words in a person's life are pretty significant. And they've become significant for our community because um, our community has come to realize over many years that the Lord works through all these different characters, you know all these unique personalities from all different parts of the world. 
and the diversity is a beautiful thing. And yet, in the midst of the diversity is this unity. And it was interesting, last week, I met someone uh, who knows our community, and it was funny, she said this, she, she, she said, you guys all look the same. And she wasn't talking about what we wear or the fact that we all have beards or anything like that. She said, you guys all look the same. And I said, what do you mean we all look the same? Because you guys might know Father Tanzi and he's from Nigeria. And me and him don't <laughs> seem to look the same. So what, is, what was she talking about? What was she talking about? She, so I asked her and she said, um, you all look the same. I can't explain it. Uh, but there's something about your faces that is very similar. And the only way that I can explain that is the fact that we look upon Him every day. We have a holy hour every day in our community. And we're, together we're gazing upon Jesus every day. And I think through that, there's a likeness, a similarity that, uh, that has come uh, uh, even in, the, in our appearance. And so... Today we see Jesus, uh, Stephen looking at Jesus in heaven. We see Jesus looking at the Father. We can ask ourselves, who, who do we look most at? You know? Because we begin to resemble the one that we look at most. You know? And um, when I was in the seminary, one of my favorite professor, his name was Father Cameron, and uh, he said, he asked us this question in class, he said, what is the greatest miracle in the early church? What's the greatest miracle in the early church? And one of the guys uh, said, oh, it's the healing of the lame man at the beautiful gate. Peter and John heal the lame man. Another guy said, no, it's the, it's the raising of Tabitha from the dead. Peter raises uh, Tabitha, remember? And he's like, no. And, he, and Father Cameron was really direct with us. And he said, no. The greatest miracle in the early church is the unity among believers. Uh, this impossible unity, apparently impossible unity between, look around, like this, London has got to be the most diverse city in the world, I think. And even in this church, I, I don't know how many nationalities we have represented, personality types, um, social backgrounds, economic backgrounds, uh, education, it's all so diverse, right? And uh, Father Robert's words really ring true, you know. We're all so different. And yet, the greatest miracle in the early church and the greatest miracle in the church today is the unity that exists between us. In Acts chapter 2, all who believed, all who believed were united together and had all things in common. So the fruit of unity actually is more unity. You know, because when, when, you, when you experience a communion or a, a group of people that are united, you want to be part of that. You want to be part of that. And when I was a, a young friar, I remember coming back from a, a week-long retreat. Uh, every year we go on a retreat for, for a week, and it's, it's a silent retreat. I remember coming back in the door, it was about 8.30, and usually dinner finishes at 7.00. So I'm expecting the Friary to be pretty quiet. And I walk in and it sounds more like a football stadium than a, than a Friary. And, uh, and the brothers were just, they, uh, they were 
yeah, they were just hanging out. And, um, and constantly over the years, I've been amazed by this unity amidst the diversity in our community. And, you know, because there is no one, one personality type. We come from all different countries and backgrounds. And actually, one of the friars once said, you know, if I was, if I was still in the world, there's no way I would be friends with any of you guys. <laughs> you know? Um, because that, that was just him in the world. But now, there's friendship. And what's, what unites us is Christ. And so, this diversity, but this unity amidst the diversity. So what separates us, what divides us, is sin. What unites us is Christ and His Spirit. Paul tells us in, the, in Galatians, he says, <clears throat> For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And then he tells the Ephesians, With all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing, one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Peace. There is one body and one Spirit. We're all so different, Father Robert said, those last words. And Paul really gives us the, the answer is the Spirit. And we're coming up to Pentecost this Sunday. And we're in this novena of the, to the Holy Spirit nine days before Pentecost we're praying to the, to the Holy Spirit that He may come in a new way and I encourage us to, to, to pray to the Holy Spirit to, if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit ask the Holy Spirit tell the Holy Spirit I want a relationship with you it will change your life I'm telling you it will change your life um, because what happens to Stephen Luke, who wrote Acts of the Apostles, says, Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit. He's filled with the Holy Spirit, and Stephen overflows. Um, he, they actually say, earlier in Acts, it says that the Pharisees couldn't refute the wisdom with which he spoke. He's speaking with wisdom, with boldness, with courage, and with love and mercy. And this is only possible in the Spirit. But to be filled, we need a capacity, right? A capacity. So ask the Holy Spirit to, to fill you. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill me. But also we need to create a capacity. St. Angela of Foligno, Jesus told her, make, make of yourself a capacity, and I'll make of myself a torrent. A torrent of grace, a torrent of love flowing through you. So make room. Make room. The diversity and the unity can exist at the same time. And each one of you and me is called to be a unique saint in the history of the world. A saint like no one else has ever been a saint before. There's, uh, there's no what we call cookie cutter friar or cookie cutter saint, you know? A cookie cutter Christian. Does that make sense? So there's no uh, there's no mold because each of you is going to be a unique 
a unique expression of Christ, and yet there's unity amongst us. Two things. That lady who said, you guys all look the same. I mentioned, I think the reason is that because we all look at Jesus for at least one hour every day. We spend time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And the other reason is that we're united in the Spirit. So brothers and sisters, as, we, as this, we're a week away from Pentecost, let us together uh, invite the Holy Spirit in a new way. Here's a real simple prayer you can pray. Come Holy Spirit, come through Mary. Come Holy Spirit, come through Mary. Because what happens when the Holy Spirit comes through Mary at the Annunciation? The Word is made flesh. Jesus becomes present. May Jesus Christ be praised, now and forever.